Chemist Warehouse June catalog sale is on now. Find a massive 30% off the Thompson's Vitamin range. This is Hurricane Valley with Gordon Simpson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, Mark Watson alongside of me, Gordon Simpson, who played originally for North Harbour, then for Wellington, played for the Hurricanes and then was capped 22 times for Scotland. As we talk all things Hurricanes, this is Hurricanes Valley. Not the result that we were hoping for last week when they took on the Blues. They were beaten in the finish 36 points to 25. And so we'll first look back at that, Gordon. I do want to look at the appointment of Clark Laidlaw as the new Hurricanes coach. And then, of course, we do want to look to the game this week, which is against the Crusaders. I mean, turned up to Eden Park. Um, Blues played well. Hurricanes got back into it 10 minutes before half time, but when it was all said and done, probably just drop passes, mistakes at key times, and just discipline probably the difference between the two teams. Yeah, you probably touched on it. Um, listen, I think if they didn't have Mark Tully in that Auckland team, Great it would have been. try, wasn't it? Wow. It was, yeah, well, it would have been a different story. Um, but I wasn't that impressed with the Blues, to be fair. Um, I don't, you know, a couple of those tries from uh, Mark Tillier were opportunist, um, and there was some real lack of concentration and focus for the Hurricanes in that time. Um, to me, I, I felt that the Hurricanes uh, were, the, were the better team. They just, you know, they lost. Obviously, Geordie had an off day with a kick. We missed probably 11 points in yeah. penalties and conversions. Um, and then, yeah, the, the concentration at key times. Yeah, because it's a similar discussion we had when we... It's a similar discussion. Sorry, we've got Steve Devine just being absolutely annoying in the background, waving a blues flag, just trying to irritate us. And he is irritating me. And we'll sort him out shortly. Uh, but look, you said a similar thing too when they lost to the Chiefs. Now, admittedly that day, they did not have Artie Sevier and they did not have Geordie Barrett. And that perhaps the Chiefs would go away feeling a little bit more concerned. But the reality is, through all of that, they're not winning games. No, um, and that's this is something that um, yeah I have touched on, and there's some key times, key moments that the Hurricanes just seem to be switching off. They've just scored some points, um, especially when we got back in that second half. To, I think it was uh, 31-25 or something, six points, and uh, we just scored, and the kickoff went to um, Auckland. The Blues kicked off to the Hurricanes, and we we missed the kickoff, and then the Blues go and score that last try by Mark um, Mark Talia. So. Um, yeah, and the other one was that one where Mark Talia telling me that uh, winger gets the ball back on the halfway and runs right down the middle uh, when you've, they, the defence have got time to, to mark up. Mm. There were three players, Amua Karifi and Lomax, that were in a sort of triangle about a metre apart and you got through them. So yeah, to me, three, that's three focus. big boys too, yeah. guys that you, you can understand maybe running through a first five halfback combination, but not necessarily three key players. Uh, Walker Lewiri, I mean, he seems to be a guy that's got all the skills, but discipline still seems to be a big issue with him. Does some good things and then just comes undone through just a lack of discipline and some dumb stuff at key times. Yeah, and I think that's probably a key area that we've just discussed is that certain times the focus just wavers or goes elsewhere. Um, he set up a brilliant try for the Hurricanes for that Roy Guard try, that first one, I think. Uh, he passed it off to his other fellow lock, uh, Blackwell, who passed it through over the top of his head to, to Roy Guard to score. Um, really well-constructed try. It will be good to see him do more of that break the advantage. I'm almost, I guess, like what um, Steve will go on about in the next half an hour is uh, Tui Pelotu, what he does. You know, breaks that advantage mm-hmm. line, gets over the advantage line. Lee Weir is the same kind of player, or he could be the same kind of player. You know? We've had the debate every week, haven't we, over um, over Aidan Morgan at 10, 
and then Brett Cameron. And Cameron is back from injury, and you'd imagine that he might just start this week against the Crusaders. But what did you make of Booth this week? Because he has been a little bit hit and miss at times. I think you've said previously he just looks rushed. Um, Amua, uh, sorry, um, Ada Morgan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Listen, I think he made a couple of errors again against the Blues. Um, it was a big game for him, and the conditions probably didn't suit. Um, probably a running first five that day. Um, yeah, he's still learning, and he's still got to learn. Um, yeah, he, he defensively, he's got to work on some defence, um, and I still don't think he's controlling the backline, dominating his own backline, um, and calling calling what he wants, what he sees in front of him. The Blues did their homework on Geordie Barrett because he was pretty invisible in that game, I think, to be fair, uh, with the expectation that probably goes around him, um, putting the goal-kicking to one side, which was disappointing. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you give Geordie Barrett space and he'll make he'll make things happen. Well, we all know that. And the Blues obviously um, did the homework there, like you say. But again, I'm, I just wasn't impressed with the Blues. Like I say, you take Mark Talia out of that game, and what else did they offer? Um, you know, Rico, you only try near the end um, again. And I've spoken about Roy Guard, and that's where the whole Roy Guard um, uh, Morgan defence things. He got he got run over by I think. Um, the second five for the Blues, Mark uh, Tillier, uh, not Mark no, Tillier. No, um, no, no. We got we got him on. We, um, oh, we got him was yeah, it? Bryce Heem. Sorry, we yeah. got him on the program tonight. Actually, yeah. So um, you know, again, again, a, a, when you go back to defence, should have been a one on one. It was a one on tackle. He should have taken. He should have made that tackle. So there's just little wee areas there that the Hurricanes are doing regularly. Oh yeah, okay. So can they turn it around? Can they beat the Crusaders this weekend? Oh, I think they've got to throw everything. The kitchen sink, they throw the whole thing at them because um, the Crusaders are playing well. Uh, but you but know, over- you're suggesting if they make the if they make the tackles, just and don't give away stupid penalties, they can win this game. Absolutely, yeah. I think they could. I mean, they, I believe they could have beaten the um, uh, the Blues, but you know, you know, you've got those conversions over. You have got the penalties over Jordy Barrett, um, and you know, those those three players had, had tackled Mark Tillier at the, on the ten meter line instead of letting him sort of waltz through there. Even that last try, um, so the second to last try by Talia, Jamie Booth sliding. I don't know where he was sliding, but it was, it was, you know, it was like that's that's just to me that's just basic rugby, you know. Does Brett Cameron start in the ten jersey if you're picking the side this week? Absolutely. Yep. You yep. throw. You got to throw him, and it's potentially because um, they want to run into the, the the playoffs, he needs more game time, um, and um, it'll just be good to have him back. Like I said, I think he's a missing uh, missing key at the moment for the um, for the Hurricanes, and I think he can drive the drive yeah. the um, team a lot better. Kenny Naholo scored two tries. Does he get himself involved enough though throughout the eighty minutes? Is, is, is I. I yeah, he's not a. I don't hear the commentators talking about him a lot. But then, no. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, there's obviously a lack of experience, a bit of greenness. I mean, Mark Talia. That's why he's regarded as probably one of the best wings in the country because he goes looking for work, you know. And he obviously looked for work on the weekend and and found it and um, did. But you still got to finish. And listen, Naholo scored a, a good try with a Adi Savia uh, off the back of the scrum. However, he did, he did get caught out a couple of times defensively. So that's just you know that's experience. I tell you what, it did highlight though, didn't it? And we talked about that Chiefs game, but we just saw how good Savia is on the weekend. I mean, the chip and chase straight out of your handbook back there at <laughs> Athletic Park back in the nineteen nineties. I think he probably watched the tape there, um, Gordon. Uh, but you just saw how dominant he is, just his ability to go forward, just just reading the game. And again, it's just so disappointing that we just didn't get to see that 
against the Chiefs, um, and they are just a, a more dangerous team with him in it. Yeah, and you know he's the leader, um, and that's that's key to have that kind of that guy on, on the field, his manner, uh, his presence, um, and he just leads from the front. And um, yeah, and he, having him there, and I think I said it from day one when we started the uh, the season, um, the Hurricanes need their top fifteen on the on the on the on the um, the field to compete against other teams, and we saw that. Despite putting a, a a big a good performance out against the Chiefs, they were, they were never they were never really in the game to be fair, um, and they need those two key players, Geordie, the um, Artie, um, to um, get them over the line in some games and have that key experience in the in the right sh- head on the right shoulders. Now, the other thing too, I mean, the opportunity against the Crusaders, they are decimated by injury. I mean, they've got big John Arfawa who's come back into the starting lineup. Uh, Sykes Martin wearing the number one jersey. There is an opportunity if you go through and have a look at the injuries that this team, Cullen Grace, another one that's out mm-hmm. injured route, David Harvey not available, uh, Ryan Crotty's back training with them. I mean, they're there for the taking. Based on the struggles that they have, particularly in their front row, particularly in their forward pack, how do the Hurricanes play this? Do they attack them through the forwards? Do they get their big boppers into this game? Yeah, I think so. I th- um, to be fair, I don't really care what the Crusaders, how many injuries they've got. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. No, and it yeah, shouldn't. No. But, um, but there is a weakness there. Yeah, it's there is. Not, it, is a, it is, without doubt, it is a Crusaders team that has been decimated by injury by their own high standards. Now they've got depth. No one's saying they don't. I mean, you're not going to underestimate how good our foe is still going to be at 39. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, the Crusaders are very clinical. Um, they're very fo- they're very focused on their set face. The Hurricanes have got to really complete at least gain fifty percent or half of the half of their um, uh, the game's um, set face. We need to win their lineouts. Our lineouts were still poor, and yes, it was difficult conditions. But we can't keep throwing blame if if the opposition are getting all their uh, lineouts. Um, th- uh, throw in so no, no. You, you practice know. in the wet, don't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah, this so, is New Zealand. This rains a lot this time of year. It's not an excuse, is it? No, nah, no excuse at all. So the Hurricanes have got to win all their uh, set phase. You know, uh, to be fair, that their the scrum has probably been the, the strongest part of the game all year, and it was it was pretty dominant in that second half against the Blues. Um, Franks and Mafaleo who came on, outstanding. Um, so you know, I think they've got to take it to them. They've got, Listen, we know how it, the old cliche goes. There's always one up front. Well, the, the the Hurricanes have got to to go hard and go go fast and and, and dominate that set phase against the Crusaders because we know what the Crusaders and these set phases like. Mm. So have a go at them, yeah, crack them, try and have a real have a real go at them. Um, because, um, like you say, there, there might be a few little wee um, guys that haven't played a lot of rugby and uh, that um, that that tight eight of uh, the uh, the Crusaders, and that might be the Hurricanes' chance to really put the acid on them and, and give them a real tickle up. Now, it's more than likely the Hurricanes will still end up finishing fifth on the table. I can't see the Brumbies losing to the Rebels in Canberra after getting beaten by the Chiefs. I think they're going to bounce back. I think they will win that one. So I think the Hurricanes will end up finishing in fifth place which based on the maths means that they will probably likely have to travel and play in Canberra against the Brumbies. Four plays five, one plays eight, two plays seven. I think that's how it works. You are going to put a full-strength side out this week. We, be, we better. I mean, I don't see why we wouldn't. We, we, I mean, 
I mean, I didn't know the, the, the uh, calculations if we were to lose, and if any other, I don't think any other team can actually no, catch no, us. Nobody eight, else no. can finish in fifth. No, you've got the Waratahs sitting in sixth on thirty-one. They can't, they can't catch you. You're fifth, no matter what. Yeah. There's an outside chance you could still end up fourth. Yeah, I, I, I hate to think that they'd think, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get any gain any um, places by putting a full team in and, and resting them. It's just, well, you, it you know, our thoughts make, on it that. It doesn't make yeah. you a better side the following week, does it? No. Sometimes it actually just takes the momentum that you've just built. Exactly. How can you, how can you make the adjustments and right the wrongs from the previous week if you continue to change your lineup. Yeah, and these, like I say, I don't think there's too many things. I'm, I was, I was real happy with the Hurricanes' performance. It was just those lacks of concentration at certain times that that killed us. I'm going to ask you this then: if they click, if they make the adjustments that you've talked about that have frustrated you, and we're not going to kid ourselves. I mean, mm. you're a Hurricanes man here, mm. so there is going to be an element of probably bias in your answer here, and that's fair enough. That's yep. what we've got you in for. Do you think they're capable of winning this competition from what you've seen? Oh, I think when it comes down to it, probably not. Um, I certainly believe they, they're good enough to make the um, semi-finals. So you can think they can beat the Brumbies in Canberra? Yes, I do. I think they can. Um, listen, it's, an, it's a knockout situation. Which means more than likely play the Chiefs back in Hamilton? Yeah, Um and that's, I guess that just comes down to a certain amount of players within the Hurricanes that have that belief that they can beat, they can go out there, they can go to Hamilton and beat the, the Chiefs. And I just, I still don't think there's enough experience um, within the Hurricanes team to believe that. Um, but we also know that the Hurricanes on their day can can beat any team around. Um, and like I say, if they can just just clear up a few of those those lacks of concentration at key times. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, Justin, you know, Justin Marshall the other day on um, the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run actually talked about the Hurricanes, saying they are the one team who, on their day, can beat anybody. And he actually gave an example from a few years back. Yeah, I, 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 stream, I totally agree. I just believe that um, there's just, a, and it's happened against the Chiefs too, some key component and key areas at times that are just letting them down. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Uh, Gordon Simpson in studio. We are celebrating all things to do with Hurricanes Super Rugby. This is called Hurricanes Valley. Mark Watson, as I said, alongside of me, Gordon Simpson. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at the new appointment for next year's Hurricanes coaching job. It is 18 minutes after 7. You are listening to Hurricanes Valley. Mark Watson alongside of me, Gordon Simpson. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Very shortly, we will also get Gordon to give us his DHL Super Rugby Pacific Hurricanes Player of the Week, and then also his DHL Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Round. Clark Laidlaw has now been appointed as the Hurricanes coach. There was discussion too that possibly the Blues were looking at him. A Scotsman who's been very successful with the All Black Sevens, leading them to silver medal at the Olympic Games. Um, Firstly, your initial impressions when you heard that news today that he has got the job? Yeah, very happy that uh, he um, shafted the uh, Blues and came to the the, the correct team. and you might want to say that to uh, the young fella coming in after me and just say you're unlucky on the uh, the good coach. You can have something secondhand. Um, but, yeah, no, listen, Clark Laidlaw, listen, he's um, – I know I know his father quite well. His father, Roy, was a um, Scottish rugby player and a British Lion, held in great stead in, in Scotland, um, very Scottish, just loved the game, loved Scotland itself. And if any of that's rubbed off on Clark, and I don't know Clark that well, but I do believe that when he started playing sevens in Scotland, I was sort of near the end of my playing days there when he was playing sevens. Um, and he's done, like you say, he's done some he's done some really good stuff with um, not only New Zealand sevens, but he was assistant coach, I think, prior with the Hurricanes with um, Mark Hammett, mm. an old player I used to um, play with myself. And... Um, 
and uh, Chris Boyd. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so what I like, he's paid his dues, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got layers, and I think going away and coaching sevens too, and you go, well, okay, different games. Yeah, to a degree, it's still strategic though, but you've also got to be able to coach at that highest level, and there's a lot, you know, go to the Olympic Games, it doesn't get much bigger. And so he has coached under huge pressure at the highest level. He's um, experienced probably absolute moments of sheer adversity as a coach, and he's also enjoyed the highs. Um, but it's also, it's nice, isn't it, that, and I think you made the comment prior to coming on air, that we've actually opened our minds a little bit, and maybe there are some good coaches overseas. Maybe you don't need to be born, bred, and here in New Zealand to be considered to be a good coach. And what will he bring that he that, that he that you could only learn in Scotland that will somehow be beneficial here? We won't know until time. But there's got to be some stuff. I mean, you've played in Scotland. We we can't think that we know everything. No, but the Scottish are very, very, um, they're very in touch with New Zealand rugby. They like watching New Zealand. They like the style of New Zealand rugby. Um, he'll bring a hard edge because he's got a bit. Of, he's obviously Scottish, and the one thing I learned when I was over there um, is they have that little bit of a hard edge, which you need in New Zealand rugby. Um, and like 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 I said to you, yeah, like off air. Um, it's not. It doesn't necessarily always have to be the New Zealand coaches that are born and bred in New Zealand that need to. Um, be the be the p- people in those key positions. Um, like I've mentioned, he's done his he's done his sort of grading, if you like. He's done the sevens. He's done the Hurricanes as an assistant coach before, and um, it's just, he seems to have a really good rapport with with people and with players. And um, that's another thing with the Scottish do they 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 always present themselves well. That's how I found when I was over there. They always presented themselves well, and that's obviously a key component in New Zealand rugby at the moment. This, and that's probably more aimed at NZRFU about you know if you don't if you don't behave and then you're out. Um, I think at times you can be you can be up, do have a little bit of mischief about you, but obviously not 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 in front of um, cameras and, and media. But mm. um, you've got to have that little bit of edge about you too. Um, mm. So. You know, I'm not the kind of guy that likes a straight-laced, you know, straight-down-the-middle kind of guy, and the Scottish don't have that. No, so Jason Holland moving on. His assistant coaches are Chris Gibbs, uh, Corey Jane, Tyler Blandell, I've spoken to on the programme, and Jamie McIntosh. I'd imagine in that first season he retains those guys. It's not necessarily a case case of coming in and having a revolution, or does he just bring his own coaching staff in? No, I think they'll. Uh, I think there would have been conversations probably with. Oh, Gibbs is leaving. My apologies. Yeah, Gibbs yep. is leaving. I think it'll be a conversation um, with the Hurricanes board or whoever's whoever or the injured a few. I'm not sure who who actually um, assigns the the position of the coach um, to sit down with these players. These players may have to go through a uh, sort of a a. Um, a referral again, and and put the sort of I guess the CV in front of them. I'm, I'm not sure how it all operates, but um, like you say, you probably wouldn't want to rock the boat too much and try and have maybe the same guys in there and sort of get an understanding of where the team is, or where they've been this year, because he's obviously been out of the 15 aside, um, so he'll have to get his sort of bearings again. I, I mean, he, he's clearly been watching Super Rugby. He's clearly been watching this Hurricanes team, and um, if he's anything like you, he will see that. This is just about some subtle little change. This is about just execution at key moments. This is not about a major clean out and a complete revolution. He'll know that the nucleus of a very good side is sitting there in front of him. Yeah, and we've spoken about this about Jason Holland um, identifying the young talent. There's a lot of young talent uh, still within this team, um, and they need to grow. And I've probably mentioned a few players tonight and over the last few weeks that you know it's just game time, a bit of experience. They're still a bit green. But, you know, next year's another year and they would have learned a lot from hopefully in this year, depending on whatever happens moving forward. Um, so I think he'd be excited, especially with the uh, calibre of the uh, the young talent that's around with the Hurricanes team. 
Okay. Uh, DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Your DHL Super Rugby Pacific Hurricanes Player of the Week. Yeah, I think this is this is a pretty much a no-brainer, isn't it? Um, you just see what he brings to the team, his inspirational leadership, and um, the team follow him. Um, bar a few mistakes last week, it could have been a little bit different, but Artie Savia from a year. And your DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of the round. Yeah, he probably didn't play a lot of the game, but he played about 15, 20 minutes. But he made a key, he made a key, um, a key uh, moment that kept the uh, Highlanders uh, in the playoff situation. So, Falau Wakatava for me, mate. He, that um, that last play of his to win the game for the Highlanders was outstanding. So yeah, I can't go past it. I know this is a hurricane show, but good to see him. Good to see him sort of uh, playing the way we saw him play last year, and I'm not sure that we've been able to say that about him so much this season. No, we haven't talked about I him much this year. I wonder whether he's been overcoached a little bit this year and he's just lost that yeah, that, that natural intuition which has sort of separated him. Yeah, well, that was very natural on the weekend, what he did, and um, maybe so, because we haven't, ta- like I said, we haven't talked about him much, but, you know, maybe it was just a bit of a time, maybe he was still just building his confidence, who knows, maybe a little bit of overcoaching, but, um, yeah, I certainly saw uh, aspects of him back on... Um, on Friday night in that game and especially that last uh, try that he scored. DHL Super Rugby Pacific, catch the action live on Sky. Get your tickets at superrugby.co.nz. Okay, Gordon, we've got about a a minute and a half remaining here. Um, Just a message to Hurricanes fans, it'd be nice to see them get out and really get behind this team, potentially the last home game of the season for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to me, it's a key game. I mean, they want to they want to put this stamp on it, especially leading into the um, into the um, playoffs. If it does fall how we want it to fall, and they have, they go to Canberra, then they need to give Canberra a bit of a, a wake up too, and think that you know that Canberra are not going to sit back at, in Canberra and feel that the Hurricanes are going to be an easy walkover. Um, so they need to be able to put a performance, and they just need to maybe look at just trying to identify those key moments at key times and try and sort of work on them, identify them, just to. Get them out of the game. What did you make of their kicking game on the weekend? Um, it's difficult to say in those conditions. I still don't think they're kicking that great. Um, it was a bit better with Geordie um, around, but I don't think he got to kick that many times. Um, but listen, I, I keep coming back to it. You're only as good as your – your kick is only as good as your chase. And I still feel that we're not chasing the kicks and putting in enough pressure on the opposition teams. It was, I guess we're sort of hanging back and trying to form a line of defence. Well, that certainly didn't work with bloody Mark Talia's try. So, yeah, it's w- work in progress. So. Okay, so the Hurricanes by how many? Uh, 40, 50? Yeah, against the Crusaders. Yeah. 60, 70? Yeah, I'll probably just go – yeah, twenty four plus. I think that's a, I think that's good, good odds at the TAB. So twenty four plus. Twenty four plus. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. become a millionaire if you put a dollar on those odds. Yeah, well, but it can happen. Oh, it can happen. Yeah, and listen, they're at home in front of their home crowd, um, and treat it like a treat it like a, a final playoff game. You know. Yeah, because really, it would take a miracle for the Crusaders not to finish in second, no matter what happens. Uh, Blues can still technically knock them out of second place. No, the Blues won't. Uh, <laughs> Blue's got no chance. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that next. They're just kidding themselves at the moment. You know, it's, it's only yeah. a matter of a time. Never had a decent halfback, have they? <laughs> they? They've got some that can talk a good game. There's one what, sitting out there. What happened? Yeah, it's what happens on the field. You know, we can all be critics off it and say that we know everything, but you know, do your talking on the field, son. Gordon Simpson just putting a little boot there into Steve Devine, who's up next.